Five, four, three. Two, one. Two, one, guys. <clears throat> it is Sunday night for us, Monday morning for you guys. Uh, we do a daily devotional. If you're a new subscriber, Monday through Friday, and what we do, a devotional, for those of you that don't know, is basically like, um, like a little lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, so what we do is we record them at night and set them to release at 3 o'clock in the morning. Because we have a lot of East Coast people that watch. That way they can get up at 6 and watch the daily devotional, which is what we do. is We dive into a scripture, we dive into a topic or whatever, and talk biblically about it, what the context is, and then how that is relevant to us now in our life. Yep. <clears throat> so this is our last night in Southern California for this trip. Um We'll be checking out tomorrow, which is today for you guys. Mm-hmm. Heading back home. Um, it's been a long week. You know, as you guys know, um, uh, Sharon's oldest son got married. It's beautiful, be- beautiful wedding. Very beautiful. Yeah. So um, today went to um, your old stomping grounds. You know, to visit your yes, your pastor. Yes, my VO VO pastors. Um, yeah, yeah, because we we wanted to definitely, we never want to not attend um, church if we're away on a Sunday, which is very rare, guys. Because very rare, very very rare. We always make it back uh, home to church uh, on time. We were not there last week because we were launching, um, helping the welcoming of Phoenix, Arizona. It was already launched. Yeah, it was yeah. launched, but we were just there uh, visiting for that. To you know. assist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and this week happened to be my son's wedding right after. So, yeah, I guess that, you know, but I wanted to share. I get to share it, show and tell. Did that, isn't that, can you guys see? Is it blurry. Too? Oh, wait. I have to make it a little bit lighter. It looks like they're in heaven. Yeah. All glowing. Let me turn it down just a little bit. It's show and tell for me, guys. It was just so beautiful. I, I'm just so excited with my... Your screen looks all dirty. It's not my screen, though. No? I think it's yours. What do you mean? <laughs> my screen ain't showing. No. My cat. It, it gets the glare. Let me see. Do you have to... Oh, there. right there. Yeah, guys. Just beautiful. I... Just love my new daughter-in-law, and of course I love my son, you know. But um, yeah, it was just beautiful. I I just wish them the best in their in their union, and um, they're just a blessing to me. It's been a crazy two weeks. Um, it has. And yes, you guys, if you've been following us for a while, you already we know. We mean crazy good, though. <laughs> it was a crazy last two months, you know. But as far as the last two weeks, we were. In Phoenix last week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Flew home Monday. Tuesday morning took you to the airport and you flew down here. The next day, Wednesday, I pre And then when after I took you to the airport, I went to the church, pre-recorded the Bible study, went home, packed. Wednesday morning, left driving to Southern California. Yeah. Went to Tony A's show Wednesday night. Met Cholo Trucker and Big Joe. And Tony A, of course. Thursday, just did family stuff. 
Friday, family stuff. Saturday, wedding. And then today we went to service, and then we met um, with Paul. And then we went to um, my old church. That's what I said. Yeah. And then uh, now we're getting ready, guys. Yeah, so it's been quite an adventure, guys. Um, We tried putting, you know, videos out here and there. Um, just to, oh man, if you're new, I yawn a lot. Yeah. And in between that, guys, um, you know, we're still trying to kind of, um, keep the ball rolling back at home as well. You know, we're constantly, you know, making phone calls and just checking in and just kind of trying to. You know, there's administrative and little things here and there that need to, you know, get done. And just to keep in contact with our team back, you know, at home, yeah. which is really, really important that there's that connection and keep in contact with our team. Um, make sure everything's ready for our home church as well, which is always important because communication is one thing that's really, really important yeah. um, to have so that we make sure that everything continues to run smoothly over there and man they're doing such an amazing job um i'm just really 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 blessed with our home family we're really blessed with our home family because i think these last um two months has been a really really trying time for all of us together i think it has been um a time for for many to have to kind of step up and step out of their comfort zone because we were kind of forced when I went into the hospital and we ended up with COVID right after, it kind of forced people to step out of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. and to come out of um, that place where God began to kind of stretch and the people that were kind of just maybe standing still in one place god's okay like i'm I'm ready to take you out of that that place and i'm ready to get you to move forward a little bit and take you out of that comfort zone and and stretch you a little bit um and people were getting stretched guys you know just like david's been talking a lot about those those generals and those leaders you know um i think those those generals are are being are being created and i think that's what the lord's doing right now you know, um, <clears throat> it's kind of weird because um, two weeks ago we celebrated 10 years House of Rest in Modesto. Yeah. Um, so, again, I, I, I've been, we've been getting a lot of new subscribers, so I just kind of want to bring you guys up to speed. We pastor a real building, a real church. It's not just an internet thing. It's not just a couple that has a yeah. smartphone and choose yeah. to you know, label ourselves pastors of a church. It's a real church in Modesto. Um, it's been 10 years. Um, matter of fact, we invite anyone. We have so many people that come. We have people that drive all the way from from Southern California, from everywhere. We have people that show up from out of state because they just feel the presence of God, even on these videos and, and on the sermons, and, and they come and visit. You know, we have people that fly in. We had somebody, you know, uh, Sister Sheila flew from... Ohio. Which she's actually going to be coming back. So as soon as we get back, she wants me to call her. And she's like, you know, when you guys get back in, she wants to make those arrangements to come right back. Yeah. Yeah. So 
just to bring you up to speed, like Sharon said, you went to the hospital, we got COVID, had to go to Phoenix, and had this wedding. I think we have missed more Sundays in the last two months than all 10 years combined. Yeah. Seriously, it doesn't happen. I don't miss Sundays. I When I get booked for events to speak, it's always on a Friday or a Saturday. Um it's it's I don't I don't leave. We don't leave, you know. So it's been kind of weird and odd, but like you said, it's forced um people to to rise up, you know, and, and they've done amazing an amazing job. So Yeah. And 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 you know, at the same time though, what we've noticed, like after this whole COVID and everything, um Everything that happened within that that week that that I became sick and the COVID and we got sick and everything, um, you know, I I was determined. Number one, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna go whether in a wheelchair, whatever. I'm going to Arizona, and you know what? Um, I began to walk and we got better from COVID, and we ended up in Arizona. But I will say. Modesto continued to do what needed to be done in Modesto. But God just began to do something different um, as we were moving as well. As we mm. were starting to go to Phoenix, meet people, as we were on, on the go, God was doing something. Yeah. And he's been doing something every day. I feel like we're kind of back to normal because we're kind of back to back to back to back meeting and talking to people and God's opening doors in so many areas. It's like open door here, open door here, open door here. And I'm 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 excited. You know, I called, you know, Pastor Lydia and I said, I can't wait to get back because I'm I'm excited to share with our our home family and everybody. Um, just a lot of the testimonies. We have talked to so many new people, um, a lot of new people that we've met and a lot of people that we've been able to face-to-face -face meet yeah. and talk to along this, the last maybe two weeks and this little journey that we've been kind of going from, from Arizona to Southern California and just moving around and everything. And God is just doing something even in us throughout this maneuvering and everything so we're excited too guys because don't think that we're just traveling because as we're traveling the lord's been opening doors the lord's been you know bringing people into our path that you know we've been able to share with and minister with and testimonies have just began to encourage us and man uh, god he's just showing us so much and we're coming back so encouraged and we're coming back with amazing testimonies to share and um just more vision can't say new vision because it's still the same vision but more vision yeah. i believe you know it's almost like an expansion of the vision of what god has already given us but it's like it's like expanded, yeah. you know, and it's like more. It's like, okay, Lord. It's like we wanted to know what more do you have, Lord? And it's like he's saying, I got more for you guys. 
I have more for you guys. And that's how it feels. It's like, okay, Lord, all right. So this is what you want. And um, we're excited because we've been wanting to hear more of what it was that the Lord wanted from us, you know? Well, besides the church, besides Phoenix, besides everything, <clears throat> you know, I can see doors opening um, and putting me in a position to be an influence um, outside of the church, outside of Christianity. And for a lot of people, this is dangerous ground. Uh, the reason I say this is that you don't you don't send um, a basic soldier to do the job of of a special ops, and um, God has God has been dealing with me. I, I got saved in t February twenty fifth, two thousand and four, and just the doors God is opening um, with this boxing thing coming up with some of the guys involved the outreach that it's doing, the people that it's reaching, the Tony A show, um, just reaching into, into, and the reason I say it's dangerous because a lot of times um, new Christians, they think they can go back to the homies and change them, and they end up falling back to the world, you know? So we have to be equipped. We have to be bold, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. You know, and this is a prayer that we all should be praying. Why? Because Peter himself prayed this. You know, the first time he was arrested, and um, <clears throat> he was arrested for preaching the gospel after Jesus had ascended, and um, he was arrested, right? So right here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about just uh, relevant stuff and, and ourselves and yourselves, but we want to see what the Bible says. Um, in the book of Acts, and, you know, I, I, I love that we are talking about this because even today when we were um, visiting, you know, my my old church, I I love that they spoke about boldness today. And well, that's I, what inspired yeah, us. Yeah, that's what inspired us because we've been talking about building generals and the boldness mm -hmm. and having that boldness. And, you know, because we know that in order to be a general, we have to be equipped and it's so important. And I turned and I looked at David and I said, you know, it's not just us. It's it's everybody. Yeah. And it feels like it's almost like, you know, it, it, everything just felt so aligned when we were there. And I looked at him and I said, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I said, because it was just confirmation to me that it's just not us. It's it's the kingdom. It's it's. Christianity, it's all of us. It's the body. The body right now is needing us to step out into in boldness. So this is why I, you know, I looked at David and I said, I think this is the word that we need to share today. So this is why we're we're going to speak about this. So Peter um, and John were arrested, and uh, Peter's the one that denied Jesus three times. John's the one that was the youngest of the apostles. And Jesus had ascended up to heaven, book of Acts, and what's happening is they were preaching in the name of Jesus and they were arrested. Okay, so in Acts chapter 4, they, I'm going to kind of summarize what 13 through 17 say, but we're not going to read those, but you can read it on your own time, but I'm going to summarize it, is basically 
Peter and John were put in jail. They were brought forth to the leaders. Uh, they had a conversation with them. And they said, listen, um, Peter, John, we're going to release you. But all we do, I mean, go ahead, preach, preach your heart out. Preach all you want. We just have one little issue. They're like, okay, what's the issue? And I'm summarizing, guys. And they said, can you not preach in the name of Jesus? Well, anyways, that's, that's where we're at here. In Acts chapter 4, verse 18, it says, So they called them and commanded them. So they didn't, it wasn't a suggestion. And commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Are you kicking that? Sorry. No. So, if you're a Christian, you will know this is a big issue. Because Christ is the center of all. And they're telling them, yeah, go ahead and preach. Go ahead. And it's basically, can you imagine, let's make it relevant for a second before we keep on. That's like saying, hey, you can have a Christian movie, Christian principles. You could even say God. Hmm. But don't you say Jesus in that movie. You can have a worship album, Christian rap, talking about all you know, good things and, and good way of living and even Ten Commandments. Don't mention Jesus. Same thing with churches. You get watered-down churches that talk about God, and it's crazy because they won't ever say Jesus. They'll say God. They'll say a higher power. They'll say all this other stuff. So you got all kinds of people with all kinds of different beliefs because they don't say Jesus. And there's some that don't, don't even mention hell, don't mention sin, yeah. you know? So here's another thing, too, that I, kind of a footnote. The book of Acts is the very beginning of the church. And the very first thing the church is asked not to do is mention Jesus. Isn't that a hint of the very core of what the enemy wants to attack in the church? Mm -hmm. He's always wanted to extract the name of Jesus out of the church from the beginning. Yeah. So anyways, uh, do you have, did I read anything yet? Or just, to, I no, just read you're summarizing 13 to 17. Okay, so here we go. We're going to read 18 to 22. That way you can read it in the message, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So it says this. So they, oh, wait. No, I'm waiting. I'm way down there, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, sorry. Hold on, guys. I meant to say this. Let's go down to 27. Yeah. That's what I meant. I did want to read that one where it says, They commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. So now skip forward to 27. Feel free to read anything between um, after the video. So is it even 27? It's actually 29, but. Okay, let's go to 29. Okay. Well, does it make sense? Basically, we're, we're cutting into the middle of a prayer, okay? So Peter's released from jail. John's released from jail. They tell him not to preach in Jesus' name. So the two bro- these two guys, uh, Peter and John, they run to where all the Christians are at mm-hmm. because they're scared. They're hiding. It'd be like your pastor and your assistant pastor getting arrested. So the whole church says, man, they're probably going to arrest us too. So they go hiding. So Peter and John make a beeline to them. 
And they get all excited. They're like, oh, they got you out. And look what happens. So they start praying. And we're, we're cutting into the middle of the prayer. Verse 27. It says, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, who you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered to be together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now look, now Lord, look at, on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand, to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. 31. And when they all had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, there might be a lot of things that I read, you're like, what? This is exactly why Sharon reads the Message Bible. The Message is a supplemental Bible that kind of puts it in everyday language. So let's read that, and then we're going to break this thing down. Okay, so I'm starting. 27. Okay. David reads out of the New King James, by the way. So for in fact they did meet, Herod and Pontius Pilate, with nations and peoples, even Israel itself, met in this very city to plot against your holy son Jesus, the one you made Messiah, to carry out the plans you long ago set in motion. And now they're at it again. Take care of their threats and give your servants fearless confidence in preaching your message. As you stretch out your hand to us in healings and miracles and wonders done in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. While they were praying, the place where they were meeting trembled and shook. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak God's word with fearless confidence. Okay. So keep saying fearless confidence, but basically in the Bible, they were praying for boldness. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the point I want to get across. I have a question, actually. Do you pray for boldness? Or do you pray for persecution to pass you by? Do you pray for everything to be easy? Do you pray for nobody to pick on you for being a Christian? Do you pray for persecution not to come? Do you pray or are you like them? See, here's the thing. Peter and John, they, they, they just got released. They go to the believers. They could have easily been like, hey, guys, man, we got to, man, can we pray that I don't get arrested again? Can we pray that they don't come after us Christians again? They didn't pray that. You know, you know, a lot of the times I've learned one thing through a lot of the trials and a lot of the tribulations. I thank God for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I thank him for them because one thing that I've learned throughout the years is that I stopped giving the enemy credit for my trials and my tribulations. I remember that there was a point where I would always be like, Oh my God, why am I going through this? Why this? You know, why that? Like, I would give the enemy credit for the trials in my life. Yeah. But yet then, I'd, I'd, the next day, I'd be praying and I'd be like, Lord, you know, I, I, I need growth. I want to grow more. Um, I, I want, you know, I want more of you. Yeah. You know, take me to the next level and all of that. But the moment I'd go through a trial, the moment I'd go through something that was trying in my life, 
I'd be like, oh my God, why am I going through this, Lord? You know, you know, the enemy's attacking me or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, why am I giving the enemy credit then? You know, if, if I'm going through this trial, then I have to trust in him. I have to trust in him that I can give this to him and mm -hmm. I can surrender it to him and have say, Lord, carry this, take this from me. Because I have faith and I have trust that you're going to take it and you're going to take care of this, yeah. you know? And I think that's where what he wanted from me. He wanted my full trust and my full surrender and say, Lord, you take it because I can't do it. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. And that's what he wanted is was my full surrender. And by doing that, I feel that. I was going through those growing pains and that stretch. And what I began to do is I started to thank him and I started to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for, for the strength. Thank you for, for this trial because it's teaching me to grow. You're stretching yes. me. And that's what he wanted. And I really felt, you know, and, I, and we say this a lot, that being stretched and the endurance and all of that only brings growth. And that's how I feel. Well... There's another thing that we've mentioned a lot of times before is this. Imagine if you um, if you have a boxing match coming up or something, <laughs> and you go to the gym, and um, you got to build some muscle. You got to you know so you put the put some weights on the bench press. You know you put a couple of those forty fives. You know and um, and it feels heavy, and you're like Lord. Um, cause I think, yeah, 249, what is it? Man, it's been a while. 135 pounds, right? With the Olympic bar, with the 245s. And you're like, Lord, this is, this is so heavy. You know, can you make it lighter? Right? So, you know, imagine Jesus shows up there at the church and he takes the 35, the, the big 45s off and puts little 10s. And, and you, so you work out like that and you're like, oh, this is light. And you train like that. Every day you ask God to make the, the load lighter, make the load lighter. Yeah. So then the fight comes. You know what happens? You get beat up. And you're like, God, what happened? I felt weak out there. I had no strength. Why did this happen? And the Lord would say, you told me to take all the resistance away. I made your load lighter. But now when the fight really came, you couldn't. you, could, you had no strength to fight it. See, here's the thing. We shouldn't be praying for the load to be lighter. We should be praying for the strength to endure it. Yeah. And thanking him for it. So John wasn't going to pray to make the load lighter. Instead, he says, give me boldness, Lord. Give me boldness to scream your name out on the rooftops. Give me boldness to, to, to speak about you on Tony A. Give me boldness to speak about you on our YouTube channel. Give me boldness to speak about you everywhere I go. Give me you know boldness I mean? to wear a t-shirt that says your name. Exactly. You know? Give me boldness to wear a hat that says your name. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm not embarrassed of you, Lord. Yeah, give me a boldness to, to um, not be um, pressured into alcohol. Yes. Not be pressured into, you know, smoking weed, not be pressured into the drugs, not to be pressured into wearing a certain color your neighborhood wears, not to be pressured. So it's like, God, give me boldness. So, again, I ask that question. Out of all the prayers that you pray, have you ever prayed for boldness? 
Instead of praying for God to take away the, the resistance, the actual things that are going to make you strong, like a verse that we talked about a few days ago, because if you can't run now with men, how are you going to run with the horses? If you can't, if you, if you, you know, we need to pray for boldness because those of us that are in Christ, persecution's coming. And it's these little skirmishes, these little things, that's what's going to build you up. Those are the 45-pound weights that might feel heavy, but when the day comes, you're going to be glad you lifted that. You're going to be glad for what you went through. Yeah. You're going to be glad, you know. You know, I, I love something. I love something. This is just an example, guys. I really, mm -hmm. truly love something, and I was really, really... I love something about my, my husband. You know, I love a lot of things about him, but I truly, truly love this one thing even more so um you know we we were at the you know at the getting ready for the wedding yesterday and um and my son had a traditional um armenian wedding you know uh and they're very traditional they have a lot of different uh traditions that they follow and one of them is for them to... Well, they probably don't even know he's half, so... Yeah, because he's half Armenian, guys. My, my, my oldest son is half Armenian, and he married an Armenian woman. So they decided that they wanted to have a traditional Armenian wedding, which was very new to me as well. So, um, you know, I did, didn't know about the many traditions and everything. So I learned really... A lot of traditions. A lot of traditions. So I learned really, really quick. It was beautiful, though. Beautiful, beautiful. Um you know, and, and I respect that, you know, it was their decision. And I respect that, you know, um, she's a beautiful uh, daughter-in-law, and they love my son. And I know that, um, you know, we love her as well. But I know that at the beginning, you know, they one of their traditions is to for them to take a, a shot of cognac or something like that. Can I explain? Like no? yes. Can I set the stage? Yes, please do. Here's the thing, though, is that, that we just learned in I ended up doing a bunch of homework when we got back after the wedding because a bunch of stuff happened that I didn't understand. Yeah. And I can't, I don't like things happening where I don't understand. So it bugged me. <laughs> so anyways, this is what I found out is that Armenian weddings are kind of backwards what we're used to. We're used to traditional the stuff. wedding and then a reception. And um, so Armenian, it, which is cool, actually, I kind of liked it. Um, the bride has a wedding party before the ceremony at her house. And the groom has his family party at his house. So they're partying it up. You know, they're just kind of having snacks and having fun. So while the bride is getting ready and the groom, well, we're on the groom side. So it's supposed to be a party. Then at a certain time, the groom's whole family caravans to the brides and they play music and the groom comes out and dancing and it's crazy you know it, it's a trip it, it's cool because it's beautiful it's very traditional it, and, and it is beautiful yeah so we didn't know going to the grooms which is your son mm -hmm. it was supposed to be a party nobody was partying we're just well, drinking coffee <laughs> we had coffee there they had coffee yeah, there and but, everything but his dad showed up who i never met and uh, he brought out the traditional bottle with which is i don't know what it is i mean yeah and he started he started he, setting up shots. 
Yeah. Right. So it's, that's was, kind of setting the yeah, stage. Yeah, it was just one, uh, one, one thing. I guess it was one round of shots for them um, just before us leaving. And I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with, with uh, Tristan cartoons. So he wanted to do a cheers for it. And I, I really love, you know, like I told him, no, we don't, we don't drink. Um, and so you told who? I, I told him because I, I was on the couch. Yeah, I told him, you know, thank you, but no, we don't, we don't drink. And he says, well, you don't have to, you don't have to drink it. And I said, okay. He said, do you just want to cheers it? And so David comes and he says, no. He says. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to toast to that, you know. Um, and so I said, "Well, we'll toast to a. We'll toast with a soda, you know." And and that's what we did. So you know, I love to to see that my husband stood his ground, and that was important to me because I follow suit, you know. And and that's the thing that we do, you know. And we toasted with our soda. You know, we don't have to. Even the fact that he said, "Well, you don't have to drink it; you could just toast." You he know? wanted me. He he wanted me to pick up the shot, and literally toast, and but not drink it. And I said, "I'm not picking that up." And everybody looked. There was like eight, nine men all looked at me, kind of like, "I was like, I'm not picking it up." <laughs> like, yeah. like there's no answers or buts. I ain't picking this up. You know what I mean? I don't mean to be disrespectful. That's your tradition. That ain't my tradition. You know and and I didn't want to do, I didn't at all, I don't think Christopher took it that. Because, no, he didn't. He didn't. Know. He didn't because he, he knows, you know, he knows where we stand um, with alcohol. And, you know, my son didn't feel that way. But, yeah. you know, we, we toasted. We toasted with, with soda. Um, I didn't think it was it was a big deal, though. I didn't know you were going to bring it up. But I didn't know that was a big deal for you to but, see me do that. Yeah, but but you know, it's for for me. I mean, for others, you know, I I think that exemplifies boldness, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's important. I really do think that's important because for me, what would you have done? You know, for, I'm talking to them. Yeah, I know, but for me, Abraham was there. Abraham was here's the thing, right? Is Abraham was right next to me, and um, he had a glass of water. Yeah, you know, and. Um, he already he already knew I wasn't gonna take the shot. That's no answers or buts. He already knows. Yeah. But when they said, "Can you at least pick it up and toast?" He, you know, he, I, he I looked I, at him. I saw him. He was right here in my peripheral vision. I didn't look at him or nothing. I just when I just said, "I'm not picking that up," just like that. And I think it was said to me again. And I said, "I'm not picking that up." And I saw him just look at me. You know, we didn't look at each other, nothing. But I saw him look at me. And I think it was important for him to see that, you know, because we can't be talk, yeah. you know, you know, and I know a lot of you watching, what would you have done? Please don't be the one that crumbles because yeah. you got to stand strong. It's like the reason I survived as a Christian in prison is because I stood my ground on the morals of what I read in the scripture. And if they would have, if they would have had me bend those a little bit, they would have, they would have bent it all the way, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and, 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 and I think that that's so, I, to me, that's, that's important because, you know, exemplifying Christ and, and being an example, it's, it's, it's actually, it's being bold, you know, and, and, and unfortunately in the world that we're living in, the society that we're living in, it takes boldness to, to go out there in this world that we're in now. That is what it takes. It takes boldness, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not a simple 
it's not a simple world that we live in. It's not a simple society. So it is going to take a lot of boldness to go out there mm. in this world. And sometimes it takes a lot of boldness just to be in your family. Mm. And this is why I brought it up because it's hard sometimes just to go to your family function nowadays. It really is. Just to go to a Christmas party, just to go to a, an event with your family, it's very, very hard. So it's even going to take boldness in a small situation like that. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you, if you're in a family that doesn't serve God, you know, yeah. you're going to have those pressure moments, those yeah. moments of, you're not going to toast, it's New Year's. You're not going to toast, it's my birthday. Yeah, you're not going to toast. Son's wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> It's, there's, there's the, the, the excuses and the reasons are never going to end. So you got to make up your mind, make up your mind now where you're going to stand. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't be a, 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 a jelly spine. You know, get your back strong. Stand up straight. Stand for God. If, that's, if you're going to ride for Christ, then ride for Christ and do it all the way no matter what, no matter what anybody says. Because I'll tell you what, man, the world doesn't care what you think. Yeah. You know, so we got to be bold, guys. Yeah. Be bold, man, and stand strong for what it is that you believe in. You know, and, and I know I'm talking to a lot of ex-gang members and ex, or maybe you're not an ex, maybe you're still active, but it's like this, man. What, what, how do you look at people um, that aren't bold? Look at them as weak, right? So it's the same principle. Don't, if you weren't weak for the streets, then don't be weak for the Lord. Mm. You know, so. But yeah, guys, we gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure I get sleep, uh, had a long drive tomorrow. Yeah, it's hard for me to sleep, get good sleep in hotel rooms because the bed feels different than home. <laughs> and um, and I got a long drive. And just driving back here after meeting Paul, I was getting sleepy. You know, so when I when I feel that, and then I got to drive all the way home tomorrow or today for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to drive sleepy. So we're gonna end this video. I still got to render it, but God bless you guys and. Um, and we hope you guys got something out of that, you guys. You yeah. know, we love you guys so much. And we just thank you for, for just always, you know, just being uh, that encouragement. We love listening and uh, not just listening, but we love reading your comments mm -hmm. and listening to your voices when we do talk to you guys, because we, we do get a chance to talk to a lot of you. Mm -hmm. But reading your comments, a lot of you new people as well, um, Thank you for, for being bold. I'm going to say that. Thank you for being bold and taking that step of writing a comment because I know it's sometimes it, it can be a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. It really can be a little intimidating uh, writing a comment in a new little forum um, because you don't know anybody. It's almost like when you're the new kid in class and you're kind of like, what am I going to say, you know, and everything. But just step out and be bold and just say hello and I'll tell you one thing, you're going to get embraced because we have an amazing online family, an amazing community. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, and here we do have a village. We, we have a community is what we have of a family that just love each other. We encourage one another and we stay in touch with one another. And, and that's what's really, really cool. And you know what the awesome thing is? I'm going to kind of say we're, it's around the world now because we actually have people that are far away out of the country. Um, and, and that's what's pretty awesome that we now actually have people that are out of the country, mm -hmm. you know. So 
we have people around the world that 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 are part of this family and i think that's pretty awesome yeah yeah so all right you're guys. part of that I want to end so, this video because I got a lot of rendering yes. to do and I want to get to bed. So yes. we got to stop this thing. We love you guys. All right, guys. Have bye. a blessed day.